Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And welcome to the back of the range. I'm your host, Ben Adelberg. This is a special U.S. Open episode. We're just going to be winging it with the 2019 U.S. Mid-Amateur Champion, Lucas Michel. Now, this is a special bonus episode. I'll be catching up with some former guests that have been on the podcast previously that are participating in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Just casual conversations, maybe how they're treating their practice rounds or some of the unique experiences that they've had thus far. It's not edited, it's not really scripted, and they're pretty short conversations, but it's a unique perspective into what these players are dealing with as they get ready for the championship. So let's get right to it. This is my conversation with Lucas Michel, the 2019 U.S. Mid-Amateur Champion. So I arrived in New York on Thursday uh, last week, and I moved in with some Australian friends. Um, they're friends of mine. Uh, they live sort of in Nyack, so just the other side of the Hudson. Um, so I kind of moved in with them for a couple of days. Um, before the tournament starts proper where you can access the course. So that's Saturday. Um, and then I went and played. I played at Sleepy Hollow on Friday. Nice game uh, there. Which was, yeah, that was awesome. It was a stunning afternoon for golf. And, you know, a little bit of breeze and just a beautiful stunning day. So you get to that 16th hole as the sun's sort of just about to set and you can um, you look over the Hudson and it's just one of the best views in golf really. Um, but that's a fantastic course and really enjoyed playing there it was a good sort of wind down sort of round before everything kind of becomes a bit real a bit more real um saturday i i first thing i went to um to the to the westchester marriott to get my covid test done and out of the way um and you know that was sort of my first exposure to um, being close to some of the best players in the world. And I mean, I've, I've watched one major in person. That was the open championship in 2015 at, um, St. Andrews. Yeah. Um, that was about a month before I started a six month exchange program to study there in, in the university of St. Andrews. So but that was my first experience of major golf there. And that's the only time I've ever been around some of the best players in the world. Really. I mean, played the Aussie open last year, but, um, you know, there was a decent field there with the Presence Cup. But, uh, I mean, in a way, my lineup in the tent, uh, getting my COVID test was probably the most I've been exposed <laughs> to some of the best players in the world. All right, don't, um, don't, don't use the word exposed when we're talking about COVID <laughs> testing. Let's, let's try and say you were – let's just kind of rephrase yeah. that a little bit here. Yeah. So, right, so, so this is kind of like the equivalent of being in line at the market to get milk and eggs. And you Correct. look up and you're like, holy shit, that guy's famous. Oh, so yes. is that guy. So so, yeah. so let's paint the picture. You're in line for eggs. We're just going to call it you're in line for milk and eggs. Who are, yeah. you, who are you in line with? So I could see there was two different lines. There was the A to M line, which I was in, okay. surnames, and the N to Z line. And so in my line, there was a couple of caddies. Like I was standing right behind Joe LaCava. Sure. And we had a mutual friend, so I kind of struck up a short conversation with him. But then in the um, other line was Justin Rose and Adam Scott, and they were sort of talking to each other. And then uh, 
Gary Woodland was there as well. Sure. And Matt Kuchar was actually in my line, a couple of people ahead. And so I'm kind of like my eyes are sort of darting across <laughs> towards and kind of all over the place. And then um, I bumped into Will, my caddy, because we sort of said we'd go get tested first thing. So then sure. kind of he kind of distracted me for a bit and we chatted for a little bit. Um, he just had it's, it's unnerving when all these pros are staring at you saying, Oh my God, that's Lucas Michelle, the U.S. mid amateur yeah. champion. I mean, it's, 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 isn't that, can't they just keep to themselves, right? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Actually, there was a funny thing that happened today. Uh, we were walking off the 10th green at, um, at, at the course at Wingfoot, and I've walked off the green and, you know, I'm playing with Adam Scott, Rio Ishikawa, and a friend of mine, Curtis Luck, who, obviously won the amateur in 2016 yeah. and qualified through his win recently on the corn Ferry tour. Um, anyway, we walk off the green and there's this guy behind the 10th green and like this kind of grandstand set up shouting my name, like, Oh my God, that's Lucas Michelle. And I'm like thinking, you know, out of anyone in this group, you're right. shouting my name, yeah. but whatever. Like I, I sort of go up, go up to him and he's sort of, Oh, can I, can I like, talk to you for a bit Lucas and I'm like okay where's this going and he was a basically he was a mutual friend of a friend of mine um and this guy caddied for me when I played Bolter's role a couple years ago and uh basically that he just wanted to get a little video of me talking um you know him asking me asking me a few questions me answering him about um you know, my week and, and his friend and the time that we met on, on the bag and he was going to send it to his friend, Gene. Sure, so sure. Gene, Gene Mann, shout, shout out to him. Um, one of the best caddies around. I shot a, I think it was a nice 66 at Baltus roll lower um, with him on the bag. He was, it was a bit stiff not to get the call up this week, actually, uh, at wing wow. foot, but uh, Will Davenport obviously, uh, obviously yeah, solidified sure. himself in that role at the, the mid-am. But um yeah, so that was pretty funny because I could tell Scotty and um, Curtis and, and even Rio were kind of thinking, "What's going on yeah, here? Wait, what's, why, 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 yeah, why are they shouting out Lucas's name and not ours?" All right, so you paid this um, guy to be your fan club for the week. That's that's exactly good, good, so. good move. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, so your practice round is like Team Australia, and then you pick up Ishikawa. Um, yeah. that, to, to round out the group. I mean, it's like you're kind of, yeah. you guys are all kind of channeling Ogilvy to try to pick up a, for, for some good juju for the week. So, exactly. Um, so you mentioned like being in line for COVID, it's your first time yeah. kind of around that many great players. I'm guessing this yeah. is your first um, foursome, first practice yeah. round where the other three guys, uh, their resumes, are uh their 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 resumes are pretty high up there yeah yeah i mean i played i did play nine yesterday with sung jayin and go. then another nine with patrick cantlay so i've i've now been exposed to well there's that word again what are you I've doing to been, me what, why are we doing this <laughs> <laughs> i've now been witness to a lot more uh uh top level golf than i ever have been in the past you know 26 years of my life in the last two days Jeez. so um yeah it's it's been incredible um obviously like i've seen their games i've seen how good they play i mean cantlay was um just like almost boringly good at golf yes like just so good in every aspect but like 
it, it was almost like boring how well he did everything. Um, <laughs> it was kind of just funny to watch. Um, and then you've got, you know, Sung Jae-im, who might be the best I've ever seen anyone hit irons for nine holes. Like that's his iron really, play was incredible. That's incredible that you're saying that. And yeah. I mean, after even after playing with Adam Scott. Yeah, well, Adam Scott. I would say probably didn't play his best, okay. but it was still incredible. I mean, he has one of the best swings in the world and, um, you know, he was still hitting it absolutely flush, but you know, there was a couple of shots I could tell he wasn't too happy with. And I was thinking, Oh, that's, that's pretty good. That's you know, 20 feet away. I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, so, and, um, and I'm guessing yeah. also just playing with these guys. I mean, how do you keep it in your mind that like, Oh, I'm also playing this week. I'm mm. not, I can't be a fan as much as like, I, I actually have to keep my head screwed on straight. Are you, yeah. are you kind of struggling with that? I think definitely the first, definitely Sunday. So that Sunday was the first day I actually played holes, and definitely yesterday I probably was a little bit, little bit rattled. Like I could feel myself kind of, definitely a bit more nervous than usual in a practice round. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but today I did feel a lot more settled. Um, I, I, I kind of like I had a you know an okay rain session, and then I went to the putting green, and I kind of, I don't know, it was weird. I had like a real sense of calmness about me i don't know it was it was it was really good and hit some parts went to the team yeah the first tee shot you know for a practice round it was much more nervous than i would be on a normal practice round first tee shot but once i settled into the round of you know chatting to adam and you know they're all good guys they're just normal human beings um yeah it was it was easy i played really nicely today i was really happy with um, my game i hit some balls after the round and felt really comfortable playing you know i was chatting on the putting green to a friend of mine who's a uh reporter Eamon lynch yeah. um and, yeah and he was just before chatting to rory and rory came past and said you know goodbye to Eamon and then introduced himself to me and like we chatted for you know maybe 30 seconds then he went on his way but you know rory couldn't have been nicer and and, and more genuine in his kind of welcoming me kind of to an event like that um he was really really nice so um yeah i think you know despite me um kind of feeling like a bit of a fanboy and maybe a little bit of an outsider i think the players overall have been really really um great to to me and i feel like in a way i belong so yeah no, you, abs- you absolutely do yeah. belong i mean you you're yeah you're one of uh you're one of uh, several, um, obviously not mm. not many, but you're one of several USGA champions in the field. And uh, hey, you, that's you, right. You're you're there for a reason, my friend. So yeah. So a lot of what I've seen just uh, with limited kind of pictures and footage and the narrative. I mean, it's so early in the week, obviously. But what I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of is just how thick the rough is, and that will be yeah. a consistent uh comment and picture i mean what that we'll be hearing that till till sunday so yeah from what you've yeah. seen um from firsthand experience i'm sure you did yeah. not hit 14 fairways today you might no. have leaked one into the rough so um how how do you how do you deal with that i mean from from firsthand experience just to communicate it effectively to mm-hmm. people that are be watching it how you know give me an example of just a shot you've hit out of this rough that you're like okay this is this is yeah. different than what I've experienced in the past. Yeah. So on 18 yesterday, um, I hit a really good drive. Like I hit a 
like a really nice drive. You know, I probably had a little bit of draw that tailed to the left and it caught maybe the left third of the fairway and got a bad bounce and ran into the second cut. So the first cut is sort of fine this week. The second cut's generally okay, but it's run into the second cut and, and because it gets heaps of irrigation, despite it being shorter than like the long stuff, it's like really dense. Like right. it's been really fertilized, really dense. And this thing sat down and I was looking at it and I had like, I think 18 played a little bit into the breeze yesterday. So I had maybe 100 180 yards in. Um, so I'm looking at it. I'm sort of thinking, okay, well, 180, you know, it's, it's, this will take a little bit off it. I'm going to have to draw it a little bit because I'm going to go around the trees. Like I'll try and hit a six iron. And it honestly, like, like knowing it now, I probably wouldn't have even attempted the shot because I've seen the lies a bit more now. But um, I hit the six iron. I hit everything I could. I remember Cantlay was watching me swing it. And I just tried to hit it as hard as I could. And it just, it probably didn't get, you know, two yards off the ground and just carried about 80 yards. Wow. Um, and Cantlay kind of watched that and he was like, whoa, like that's ridiculous. Cause I, like it was, it was a good, like a pretty good teacher. That's a narrow hole. Like it was a pretty good teacher. He right. kind of just got a bad bounce and just ran into the rough. And so Cantlay was like, what happened there? I was like, yeah, that was just a really bad lie. So the lies are kind of like, 50 you'll you'll get one one out of two you just you'll have to hack at it and it'll go 100 yards um doesn't matter where you are if you've got you know 100 yards in well that's a good thing because you can probably get to the green but if you're you know 180 yards away well you're trying to lay it up into a position where you can get the next one up and down um but on the other times like you can get some decent lies and you might be able to advance it uh, either into greenside trap, which you think you can get it up and down from, or if it's an open green, you might be able to get it on the green. So I'd say it's probably in the 50-50 range, maybe even maybe kind of like 30-70 on whether you can 70 being like just pitch out and 30 being go kind of go for the green or go something near it. So it's it's sort of in that range of weather, and it kind of depends on how strong you are as well. I'm sure Bryson probably <laughs> get it out a little more easier than um, Zach Johnson, but um, it's just kind of, yeah, it's kind of just how it is, I guess. And yeah, I don't know, like in terms of who wins this week, I mean, it's probably going to be someone who's hitting it really straight, but I mean, it's also probably someone who's really good at getting themselves out of lives like that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to have that, and I, I'm just guessing there's going to be the, the guys that are going to be at the top of the leaderboard are the ones that can get it out to 80, 90 yards and find a way to get yeah. up and down for par. And then wedge it close, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be like – it's borderline like a short game contest because everyone's going to be missing greens and right. and, and it'll be like a putting and, and pitching kind of contest, I think. that I think I spoke to Jeff Ogilvy as well before. I left and he said that's kind of what it was last time at Winfoot just because it, you know, everyone's going to miss the fairways eventually and um, you got to be wedging and putting it good. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Cantley watching you uh, hit that shot out of the rough I mean, mm. he's, and he's not watching you to see like, okay, you know, what's this guy's skill level. He's watching no. the ball to see, like, yeah. he's watching to see how it reacts. So what are, yeah. what are maybe some of the things you've noticed from other players Mm -hmm. uh, that that you're gonna kind of you know 
tuck away in the in the memory banks so you can succeed this yeah. week? What what have you seen that are like, oh, I didn't even think about that, or oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of pins on this golf course that um, can collect balls towards them. Um, so, you know, even if you it might look like you're really short sighted, there's a way to probably work a ball in closer than aiming directly at the pins. So I've seen a lot of guys they'll they'll put out their tees or their you know their cups you know that they put out on the green in in, in spots that are common pin positions. And then they'll kind of assess where those pins are um, and then kind of look at where where a miss might be okay. Um, so I've seen like Adam Scott, for instance, was he'd put his cups down or he'd get his caddy to put, put his cups down. But then he'd go into positions around the green and look at where he could possibly get things up and down from. And I guess that would dictate on, on how much you can go at certain pins yeah because most of the pins probably most of the greens probably don't have more than five or six potential pin positions on them um because they've got quite severe slopes but they've also got like quite obvious flat flat parts which which are your pins so um there's only really so many places they can put them so if you can get a really good understanding of uh i guess where the pins are going to be and then how you can best approach those pins either if you've missed the green or if you're coming into the green you can kind of figure out more accurately where you're going to aim your ball coming into the green i think um so that's kind of something i've noticed yeah scotty would generally put a pin down and then kind of check around the green where that pin is accessible from so he's sort of thinking about um if he's if he's got to put it into a bunker near the green you know where's the easy up and down I mean, that's fantastic that you're able to, and I think it just shows your golf IQ that you're able to balance mm-hmm. the, oh my gosh, this, I'm, I'm at Wingfoot, I'm at the US Open, and look at all these mm-hmm. stars, but you're also actually able to, you know, think about, you know, okay, how do I process all this information to, to get myself yeah. as successful as possible? Um, yeah. So this is great. Um, well, listen, it's a long week. Enjoy yourself. I know you're mm-hmm. trying to document a little bit uh, or document yeah. your week. So if uh, if you want to document more with me throughout the week, please let me know. And, uh, no worries. And, and we'll, we'll check in later. So uh, do your thing, man, and enjoy it. Yeah. Sounds like it's uh, sounds like you had a great start so far. And um, yeah, and uh, that's been really enjoyable. And you got uh, you got Charles Howe the third tomorrow, don't you? I do, yeah. I put my name down with him. Um, I don't know. I haven't checked the draw since, so it's still that. It's still you. Just, is it still you, just us yeah. two? That's kind of cool. I kind of like that. They've. Um, I was going to ask you, so let me ask you this question. Um, yeah. So Tiger Woods had his name by himself for quite some time, but tomorrow he has Justin Thomas and he has John Augustine. Um, uh, cool. Did if you saw Tiger's name by himself, would you put your name next to Tiger? Uh, I think I probably would. I think, no, I think I would. I think, I think, I mean, on Sunday, he went out with Bryson. You probably saw footage. Yeah. And he was like two or three groups ahead. And we actually stopped for lunch after nine. So, like, basically, we played nine, we stopped, and then we heard Tiger went on the golf course off 10. And we were like, shit did he take our tea time like could we have like because sung jay only played nine 
And then I stopped with Sungjae, had some lunch, and then went out and back and played nine on the back nine. So I thought maybe Tiger took our time when we pulled out. And I was like, oh, no. Can like, you believe Tiger Woods taking your tea time? I the, know. That's unbelievable. No. <laughs> um, but it turns out he went out like maybe a group or two ahead of that. So I, I for a while, I was really disappointed that I didn't get that opportunity. So knowing how I felt then, um, yeah, I probably would. I probably would put my name with him. But um, at the same time, like Charles Howell third, I, I work with a golf coach, Dana Dahlquist, and I know that Dana's worked a lot with Charles. So, um, And I know Charles is like a very kind of analytical kind of thinking kind of guy. So for me, I feel like that's going to be really interesting talking to someone like Charles because I think Charles and I probably have a bit more in common than Tiger and I. <laughs> you know, Tiger's like... <laughs> this alpha like just the boss the goat and um charles is kind of maybe like i just feel like there's a little bit more relatable there but you know at the same time tiger's the guy that he's the man like growing up he was the best part in the world so for me like that would be a dream come true but maybe the masters yeah absolutely absolutely well Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. We'll we'll catch up. Uh, we'll ca- catch up again soon. And uh, thanks, for, good, thanks for taking some time, man. Enjoy it. No problem, man. And there you have it. Special thanks to Lucas Michelle for taking some time to speak with me. Just a couple days before he tees it up in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. We'll have a few more of these episodes before the start of the championship. So make sure you're subscribed in Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you tomorrow here at the back of the range.